This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condes Presley. Did you know that nearly one in five people in our community each and every day struggle to put food on the table? Kind of makes some of us feel a little bit guilty about everything we ate at Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, the day after the day after Thanksgiving, and then the leftovers that we might have thrown away. Our guest in the studio today is Kyle Wade. He is the CEO of the Atlanta Community Food Bank, an organization here in our community that helps to meet the needs of those people who do indeed struggle with food emergencies each and every day. Kyle, nice to meet you. Welcome. Glad to have you come in and tell us the story about the food bank because I know it and I think I know it and I think most of our community knows about the food bank and the great work that you all do, but you know, maybe they don't. So what's what's the food bank story? Well, first, it's just a real pleasure to be here and uh, to talk with you on and, and this special time of year when we're all thinking about family and about uh, coming together and, and giving back. Uh, the food bank is one of the largest hunger relief organizations in the Southeast. Uh, we uh, serve 29 counties in Metro Atlanta and North Georgia. Uh, in, in that geography, we support a network of 600 partner organizations. Uh, they're all independent nonprofit organizations. Many of them are faith-based groups. Uh, based in churches or synagogues or other institutions. And through that network of great partners, uh, we distribute about 70 million pounds of food every year, or the equivalent of 57 million meals, uh, to some 750,000 people. Uh, So our story is really about how we are able to um, mobilize people to engage the community uh, and to help them, uh, empower them uh, to really make a difference in the lives of people in need uh, in their own communities and neighborhoods. Where does the food bank get the food that it distributes to these partner organizations, these 57 million meals that you talk about? Sure. So many people, when they think of food banks, they, they think of you know your classic food drive where you take some canned goods down and put them in a food drive barrel. And and certainly that is a source of food for us, but it's a relatively small source. Oh. The vast majority of the food that we uh, source comes from uh, either large companies uh, that are donating food from their supply chains. Uh, those could be farms. They could be uh, big distributors, grocery store chains. Uh, we also get a significant of amount of food uh, through uh, publicly funded sources uh, that are sourcing food from the agricultural community. Uh, And we buy some food. We buy about 10% of the food that we distribute. Uh, And that mix of food has really changed over the years. Uh, Back in uh, 2008, uh, uh, before the recession, uh, most of the food we were distributing were shelf-stable dry goods. Uh, About 86% of our food back then looked that way. Uh, Now, our largest product category is fresh produce. It amounts to about 20% of our total, uh, and it has grown about 35 times what it was back in 2008. This year alone, we'll distribute 15 million pounds of produce to people in need. The food that is distributed to the more than 600 
faith-based groups, part of the partnerships, the co-ops that exist with the food bank. Is, is that food given to them or do they, they purchase that from you? How does that work? So uh, we don't uh, charge the agencies that we support uh, for the food uh, per se. We, we uh, charge a handling fee. Uh, that really amounts to pennies per pound. It's about five cents per pound of food that we distribute uh, is the fee that we charge our partners uh, for the food that they get. That's on average. You know, it varies depend, depending on the item and um, where it comes from, how long we've had it, and so forth. Uh, but fundamentally, it's about uh, really covering some, not all, but some of our um, uh, cost of providing the food, of the labor and the just operational expense that we have to incur in order to make that food available. But the food itself is free, and it, it is a great value um, for them. And then ultimately, the people who get it from those agencies, uh, they are not charged for the food that they receive. I was reading that many of the clients families who benefit through either the agency or directly from the food bank. My gosh, we have a lot of working families, people who are, you know, getting up and going to work every day who, as you say, still have that need. It's really a, an important point. You know, I think uh, many of us, when we think about hunger, you know, an image pops into our head of uh, folks who are just kind of chronically in need of support. You know, maybe they don't Maybe they're homeless. Maybe they, they are living permanently in some kind of shelter environment. Uh, but in reality, the vast majority of people we serve are actually working families. Uh, more than 60% have someone in the home working outside the home. Uh, and just at the end of the month, the, the, the income doesn't meet all of their basic needs um, all of the time. And then that's when they need some help. They need a um, an outstretched hand to help them make it through those those times where uh, there's just not enough resources to to provide the food they need for their families. Uh, I think that's been a significant shift since the recession, when so many people lost jobs and then as they've gone back to work, they're working in jobs that pay them less or where they work fewer hours than they did back in 2008. Uh, and so because of that, more and more of the people in our community um, are really struggling to uh, meet their basic needs every single month. And that's a real problem that we all have to reckon with. Absolutely. And knowing that, how can those of us who are blessed with means be of uh, a resource to the Atlanta Community Food Bank? So there are a lot of ways to plug in. You know, start by going to our website, acfb.org. And you'll find information there about how you can certainly support us financially. We're one of the most cost-effective charitable organizations you're going to find. Uh, we just got, for the sixth year in a row, uh, a four-star rating from Charity Navigator, uh, the nation's preeminent uh, charity evaluator. Uh, and very few organizations get that rating for that many years in a row. So we're very proud of that, and we'll put your dollars to, get, to really good use. Um, you can also, at our website, find out about how you can volunteer, um, how you can advocate, um, how you can get involved with some of our agency partners. There's just lots of ways that you can really uh, make a difference in your community for those neighbors in need who are living right next to you. What do you mean by advocate? So there are ways that you can uh, tell the story of our clients um, with uh, the people in your community. You can become involved in 
um, uh, advocacy efforts around how we're trying to raise issues uh, when it's, you know, it's kind of a political season right now. There are certainly issues where um, it's important for lawmakers to understand the challenges that our clients are facing and why those challenges matter to all of us. Uh, and so there are ways for um, every citizen uh, to raise their voice around those issues, and you can find out more about that at our website. Because it, it's it's hard for me to believe that people can be against, and I'm going to pull up some of the statistics that we have here about uh, food emergencies and, and our neighbors in need here in Georgia. More than one in four kids, 26.1% of Georgia children, struggle with hunger. Uh, 59% of your client households, as you said, report at least one employed person at some point in the last year, and yet they struggle to put food on the table. 82% of the households that your partner agencies serve have to choose between paying for food or being able to get to work or paying the power bill or paying the medical bills. So it, you're right. So what are the stories that people who want to advocate and have access and influence to lawmakers, the legislative session set to begin in January, what are some of the things that we need to tell them to support so that we can make a dent in these, these numbers? Well, I think it's really important to tell real stories about real people, right? So uh, when we think about, you know, someone in your community, I know I've met um, recently uh, at one of um, our agencies, a, a single mom, her name was Cindy, she's got a couple of kids, she's working, and just, you know, the income that she earns uh, in the part-time jobs and multiple jobs that she works isn't enough to meet all of those basic needs. She's working her tail off, uh, but it's just not enough, and she needs help getting access to uh, better job opportunities. There are things we can do from a policy perspective around that, but telling that story is really important. And I think you asked a moment ago, why would someone object to yeah. this? I think um, it's really a question of framing, you know, what we're trying to talk about. Uh, when If we frame the issue as, man, we're running up huge deficits in our country and we've got to find ways to cut expenses, well, Absolutely, that's a problem. But if we frame the issue as how are we investing in our community, how, how are we investing in our people, the people who um, are our workers, the people who spend money to drive our economy, uh, if that's the frame and we're thinking about how can we help more people have more bandwidth in their lives to build a stronger future for them and ultimately a stronger future for all of us, that's a very different frame. And that's, I think, the frame we're trying to create at the food bank uh, for the conversation and certainly um, where we need help from folks who really want to help tell that story to lawmakers. So if we've got people listening who may know of somebody who might, quite honestly, I'll just be too proud to say, you know, I need some help. But somebody may know that that person needs some help. Through the site, is it is it possible to get a list at the, the various churches and other partner agencies where somebody can direct somebody to get the help that they need? Absolutely. We have a, an agency locator where you can find out where all of our different food uh, pantry partners are located in your local community. Uh, it's tied to zip codes, and it'll, it'll give you a number of options in uh, your local community. And again, we serve a big geography uh, in the metro region. Uh, and then, I, you know, and I think it's important for all of us in those moments to think about how we can um, really 
invest ourselves in our fellow neighbors, not just financially, but how, how we can invest our hearts and, and our time and reach out to folks. And uh, I think we've all been through times where we've needed an outstretched hand to help us through times of difficulty. Uh, and I think it's easy to not want to um, be vulnerable in that way. Uh, but the more we can show compassion to others, I think it's easier then to ask for help. In the work that you're doing, Kyle, what is it about meeting the needs of people suffering food emergencies every day in our community? What is it about that work that keeps you up at night? What is it that, that you want to make sure that you're able to accomplish in your tenure as a leader of the Atlanta Community Food Bank? So, you know, I'm a dad, right? And I've got three kids that are pretty young. And, you know, they, without me and my wife, you know, they, they're not going to survive on their own. Um, and so I think about the one in four, more than one in four kids who are living in homes where there's not enough food security, you know, for those kids. Um, I remember when I first started at the food bank uh, visiting one of our partner organizations and seeing a dad there in the waiting room uh, with his daughter, who at the time was about the same age as my oldest daughter. And she had a Dora the Explorer backpack on her. And and at the time, my daughter had a similar type of backpack with a Dora the Explorer image on it. Uh, and just the pain and uh, empathy I felt in that moment for that dad uh, and the the how he must have felt in not being able to meet the need for his daughter, um, that keeps me up at night. So in 10 years, you know, when as we pursue this strategic plan, you know, I want us to be able to say that there aren't any more kids out there who are unsure whether or not they're going to have food to eat. It's just unacceptable that that's where we are today, but it's achievable that it won't be there tomorrow. That's a great goal to have. Is it still helpful for people listening, thinking, okay, I'm going to check out the website and maybe I can volunteer, but, you know, who want to default to something that they know they can do because I can I can have a food drive and we can collect some stuff and we can bring it to you guys. Is that something that's still of benefit to the food bank? Sure it is. And, you know, I think it's important to note that um, because of our relationships with food distributors and suppliers, uh, we can access that food more efficiently than you can going down to the store and, and uh, even to the dollar store and buying uh, I can food. buy a can for a dollar and you can still buy it for we less than that. We can probably buy quite a few more cans for that same dollar. That being said, some people, my mom is this way, just really like the experience of bringing their cans down to the food bank. And, so, and we want to make that possible too. The great news is we have a way you can do both. You can do a food and fund drive. Uh, both to raise some food and to raise some money. And there, there's information on our website, uh, kind of a toolkit on how you make that happen. And what's that web address again? It's acfb.org. That's acfb.org. And if you want to just be a volunteer, do that same web address, forward slash volunteer. Kyle Wade, CEO of the Atlanta Community Food Bank. you got a pretty big job. I, I don't envy you. It's the opportunity of a lifetime, and it's a great humbling honor every day to show up and, and work to help connect our neighbors with the food they need to build uh, the lives they imagine. All right. Well, good luck to you. God bless. And let's hope that we can help raise some awareness and hopefully some funds during this season of giving. Thank you so much for having me.
My guest right now is the actor Shamar Moore. Tell us about this movie opening this weekend. Man, it's it, it's 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 just a proud moment for me. Um, I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm proud. We did it. Um, it's just it's my little baby, the little train that did. Um, it's just a fun, feel good movie, and it's, and it's perfect timing. The holidays and what's going on around the world and what's going around in the country. Let's all just take a little time out. Let's just let's exhale and let's go to the movie theater and let's let's giggle and laugh and feel good. It's a love story with me and funny man Bill Bellamy and the beautiful, the beautiful and stunning and and really really talented Nadine Velasquez. I, you know I like to say that I I stole it from Denzel Washington. She was in flight with him and so yeah I stole these girl and she came over here to Shamar's Shamar's world. But um, just uh, you know Michael Beach. Uh, does me a solid and does a little part. Uh, Cheryl Underwood. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's, it's about falling in love. The bounce back is about falling in love, um, going through heartbreak and and love, love ache, and falling out of love, and then having the courage and faith, having the courage and faith to fall back in love. Uh, it just, it gives you hope. It gives you joy. Um, it, it's, it's really just a sweet, silly, fun. Uh, feel-good movie for everybody. I don't care who you are, what color you are, how old you are, where you're from. Uh, this is something that this is something that's just going to make you smile. Fair to say the country is pretty much stressed out. We've been through a lot these last months recently. Again, you say a good time to just to get out and to get involved in somebody else's lives. Set the storyline for us. Uh, the storyline, uh, my character's name is Matthew Taylor, and uh, he's, called, he's, called, he's called like a love a love relationship guru. The, the word guru is a little, a little extra for me, but he, uh, he goes, he was married for 10 years. He was married for 10 years and loved as hard as he knew how to love. And his wife wakes up one day after 10 years of marriage and just simply decides that she's not in love with him anymore. doesn't love him as much as he loves her. And so what's interesting about this little love story is it is you, you normally you get the, the female perspective and, in these, in, a, in a love in a love story, but you also get the male perspective. So he wakes up after so after ten years, he's got a, he's got a daughter. So I get to play a dad. So Shamar Moore gets to play a dad, which was really fun for me. And you know, on Criminal Minds, you, you know, you saw me get engaged, married, and have a kid all in about three episodes I mean, toward toward the end of my run. And it was you know it was quick, fast. But in this movie, you see me try to be the cool dad who always ends up being the corny dad. You know, with a thirteen year old daughter. Um, so, so basically, he writes a book and creates a philosophy to cover his pain, to avoid his pain, to keep himself from getting hurt again. Because no matter who you are, you know, in a relationship, you know, lo- love is a beautiful, complicated, scary, crazy joyride, and it's hard to come by. But you know, when you when you get burned, it's, it's hard to get back out there. And, that, and that's what this movie is: is just having faith and courage that there is someone out there for you. There, there is that that those butterflies and that you know that 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 that, that silly feeling of just of true love and somebody got your back and soulmate. So I write this book. I, I go off on a tour. Um, Bill Bellamy, funny, crazy. He's my best friend and manager. And he, 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 he was with me through all my, through, through my marriage. And so now I've written this book and he wants me to go to the top. So he wants me to be the number one selling book. And we go through the talk show circuit. And, uh, and so I, my character really believes this philosophy that he's created because it's, it's helped him, you know, it's helped him move on, he thinks. But what he doesn't realize is he's, act, he's only just put a Band-Aid on his hurt. He hasn't, he hasn't found closure. He hasn't, he, he hasn't gone through it so that he can move on. And then Nadine Velasquez comes along, and she plays a therapist, and her name's Kristen Peralto, and she basically 
calls BS on his philosophy. And so, but the, the catch is, you know, even though they disagree, the talk show circuit thinks the two of them are more interesting together than just, than just Matthew by himself. And so now Nadine gets injected into the situation, and Bill's character doesn't like it because he thinks she's messing up the whole vibe. Like, it's not about her. It's about us. We're trying to go to the top. And, and there's just all these antics and that, that go on. And, um, you know, you, this movie is, is about love. It's about parenting. It's about friendship. Um, and so you just see this like silly roller coaster ride of Nadine and Bill going head to head, knocking heads, and Bill doesn't want Nadine in the picture. Nadine, you know, doesn't care about Bill. She just wants to knock me down. Um, and then all of a sudden we 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 end up falling for each other, and and it's really cute. I mean, there's this is really wonderful performances by you know so many different actors that come in. I mean, it's just a. Uh, We've got we've got black folks in this movie, white folks in this movie, Indian folks in this movie. We got we got we got silly. We got this Indian neighbor. Um, we've got a Tarzan scene. We got a sex. We got a sex scene that just has an has an interesting, silly, funny twist. I mean, it's trust me. It is, this is that you're gonna laugh. You're gonna get teary eyed, but it's gonna be happy tears. Um, you're gonna connect to it. You're gonna relate to it. And then when you leave the theater, you're just gonna smile and go, "That was that was a good time." My guest right now is the actor Shamar Moore. You crushed the hearts of so many of your fans when you left Criminal Minds, but I'm hearing that part of the reason is because you're feeling a little pressure from some family folks to to settle down and be more like the man your character wants to be in the bounce back. Yeah, it's funny. My mother, my mother, my mother jokes all the time. She's like, you know, you better hurry up already. Can you stop practicing? You know, enough practicing already. You're doing it right on TV. You do it right in the movies. How come you can't do it right in real life? I'm going to be the oldest grandmother in the whole world. You know, you know, what are we doing? What are we doing? So, um, yeah, I mean, Derek Morgan had himself a kid. I mean, even back on Young and the Restless, I mean, we don't know who the father was, but uh, <laughs> but my my character Malcolm Winters, you know. We don't know if if I, if, I, if Malcolm was the ba- baby daddy or if the brother was the baby daddy. You know that so that you know that soap opera drama. So in real life, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old, and but uh, I want I want the folks to know, the ladies to know, my baby girls to know, the world to know that you know I I am excited to to, to be a husband one day, um, and and hopefully sooner than later. But I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to rush it. And I'm excited to be a daddy. I'm excited to have some little ones running around going, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. So I, I do believe that that time is coming for me. I'm excited for that. Um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, my grandmother always told me, and it, it sounds corny, but it's true. She she always told me, don't go looking for it, baby. When it's right, when she's the right one, she's going to show up out of the blue, and she's going to bite you on the tush. So I'm just I'm just waiting to be a bit on the tush, I mean, so I can have that ride or die, that friend, that homie, um, you know, that, that, that woman that waves her pom-poms for me, and I, and, I, and I put her up on a pedestal, and... You know, it, it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm blessed. I'm blessed with everything, with the life that I have, with the career that I have. But, you know, everybody, nobody wants to live that life by themselves. And so, you know, my time's coming. My time's coming. I'm excited. Well, you know, that is the only reason that your mother had you was to get those grandbabies. So I guess you better get busy. The film is oh, The yeah, Bounce Back. Right, no, I know. No, I have a responsibility. She's made that very clear. She made that very, very clear. <laughs> the film is The Bounce Back. The star Shamar Moore, you know, labor of love, passion in theaters this weekend. Final thought for our listeners that you want them to take away from the movie. I just I want I just I just want them to know that this is this is a movie that really is just it's just a feel good movie it's just a simple fun feel good movie I wish everybody a happy holidays but but I also want to know this is this is my baby I, I first time executive produced it I paid for it with my fans like all my fans my homies my fans and my baby girls and two years ago when this was just an idea um, just a script um, I did a crowdfunding campaign and went the independent route and 
my fans came together in just over a month, just just a little over a month, and helped me raise six hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and which is huge. I mean, that's such a that's such a pat on the back. That's such a hug from my fan base, but it also helps send a message to Hollywood that you know possibly the machine of Hollywood um, may not be considering content that there's a yearning for. So with the success of the bounce back, it opens the door. Uh, for even greater content, more independent thinking, you know, more original ideas. So We will see you there, and I know your fans are going to show up and support. Shamar, have a great holiday. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Don. Take care of yourself. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, condo 29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.